the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. It's the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. Very excited to be bringing John Schlitt, the former lead singer of the Christian supergroup Petra, on with us in just a little bit. First, the forecast calling for a clear and chilly rest of the afternoon. Low drop to about 10 tonight. Once you get down this low, it all kind of feels the same, just about. Of course, when the wind kicks in, it's even more so. Uh, Tomorrow, on the cloudy side, warming up, if you can say that, to about 23. Supposed to jump into the 30s or even around 40 for Saturday and mid-40s for Sunday. So hang in there. Make it positive. You get to have more coffee, or today I got to actually sport a nice red scarf. Looked stylish somewhat, which does not often happen. So there are positives to the cold weather. The Flyers are at Boston tonight, 7 o'clock start there. And then the Sixers are taking on Golden State, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant, 10.30 tip later on tonight. Uh don't forget, and speaking of sports, of course, this weekend is the Super Bowl, and we have something on our website called the Big Game Contest. Think you're going to like it? Because even if you don't know how to spell Gronkowski, or even if you don't like hoodies, or even if you don't know what a cover two scheme is, you really don't have to know any of those things. You just got to predict the score of the game. Could wind up with $50,000 in your back pocket, and probably all your pockets. I don't think you could $50,000 in your back pocket. Just go to WFIL.com, throw your hat in the ring, and then tell me when you're taking me out to lunch because I'll be rooting for you. WFIL.com, click the big game contest link and uh, take a stab at it. We're going to have that up there for a couple more days yet, but do it sometime soon. Mentioned having John Schlitt on the program, the uh, lead singer of Petra. He did a number of solo albums as well. I want to bring him in uh, in just a few minutes here, but... Part of the reason John was on my mind was because the last couple of days we've been taking some calls and just thinking about thankfulness and the importance of thankfulness in our lives. And one of the songs that comes right to mind for me when it comes to being thankful is a song called Thankful Heart that uh, John did the lead vocals on. The history of Petra, there was a guy named Greg Voles, middle initial X, Greg X Voles, and he was an integral part of the band as the lead singer for a number of albums, but then in the uh, mid-80s, he wound up leaving the band, doing some solo work, and that's where John came on board, and this is one of the first songs that John did, and uh, you know, kind of kept, uh, kept Petra going, and it's not, it's not an easy thing for a band to switch lead singers, especially if you've been established for quite some time. So I'm sure we'll, talk, we'll chat with John about that and ask him some questions about the transition, but he has quite a story, so we want to jam as much as we can this hour. Uh, I want to take a short break and then come back uh, with uh, the song uh, Thankful Heart so you can hear it, and then we'll, we'll uh, be bring, bringing John in right after that. 
You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's The Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. WFIL.com. It's Petra and Thankful Heart. 411 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL. And uh, we're glad to bring in John Schlitt, former lead singer of Petra, a lot of solo albums and a lot of other things he's been involved with over the years. Glad to have you on, sir. How are you doing today? Doing good, Tim. It's great to talk to you, buddy, again. It's been a while. It has been. It really has been. It's a pleasure to make a contact with you earlier this week. And even today, a little bit, we've been talking about thankfulness and that's when you came back to mind uh, most recently with the song Thankful Heart that Petra did. Was, was that on the first album when you had joined the band, the Back to the Street, I think it was? 
Or? Yes, it was. Okay. It was the first uh, recorded album that uh, I did with Petra. That was the first number one single we had. I remember, I remember when it went number one. Bob was like, "Oh, good, good, good," because he, you know, it was a major uh, chance for them to take to replace the singer. Yeah. And uh, for the folks to say we like this song with this new guy was a real relief for those guys, and I was just happy for them. I love the song. I mean, it, I've sang it through the years, and it's always very, very appropriate. Yeah. One of the things my dad was uh, sharing on the – actually called my dad uh, – was it yesterday, the day before? I just asked him because there was a quote by – I think it was Meister Eckhart, the German philosopher and a, um, a, a biblical scholar, and he, he said if – you only basically, if you only have one thing, you, one prayer you offer in this life, the thank you is the one to be offering, and, and, Amen. and yeah, and so that's where that's so we actually played the song a couple of days ago, and uh, it certainly makes a lot of sense, even even these you know anytime really. Um, but yes, I mean, uh, actually, that my wife and I—that's what we do now. We we don't request; we just say thank you, hmm. thank you for this, thank you for that. Now, don't get me wrong; I mean, we, you are supposed to knock on the door. Uh, <laughs> But uh, lately, it's just been, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Thank you for this. Even if it hasn't come to fruition yet, thank you for it. Mm. And that way, it gives us a little chance to to not catch up, but to maybe try, to little, try a little better to, to totally, totally appreciate the fact that God has a plan, loves us. Uh, Christ decided to sacrifice himself for us, which was absolutely, you know, uh, uncalled for for a god to have to do that but that was god's plan and, and christ chose to do it and because of that we we have that uh that uh, that that opportunity to face him face to face and say thank you father amen john schlitt with us our guest uh and that's not a message that you actually knew your whole life right i, I know there was a point in your life where the lord really got a hold of you and i think your wife is part of that whole Process. Did, did you have uh, a little bit of background or a little church background at least growing up or anything like that? Well, the only church background I had was uh, my mom was a, was a Catholic, my dad was a Lutheran, and when I was growing up as a, as a child, you know, uh, if I went to catechism, I had to go to, to Sunday school. If I didn't, you know, if I didn't go to, it was a battle. I got to be, a, I felt like I was being pulled apart. Hmm. And finally, my parents said, "You know, John, we decided this is splitting up the family." Here's what we're going to do. When you get old enough, you decide what church to go to, and that's going to be it. And uh, so, of course, I didn't go to any church for a long time. I did pray to God. I, I truly always believed, and, and thanks to my parents, I always believed there was a God. But Jesus was not that important to me, which basically was, uh, I still, you know, I didn't have any idea what the reality of it was until 1980 when. Uh, it was suicide or, or Christ, and praise God, the, the choice actually really wasn't up to me. It was up to God. He, he had a plan, and, and through my wife, who had become a Christian six months before, uh, she kept, uh, you know, talking to me about the, about the Lord. I'd tell her to get out of my face, mm. didn't want to know anything about this Jesus. I'll, I'll, I'll be a Christian when I'm too old to have any fun. You know, that kind of attitude, that, that uh, anti-Christian attitude of... Uh, uh, being a Christian is all boring and, and uh, um, not cool. And uh, <laughs> but when it came down to reality of, of uh, I needed Christ, He was there. And uh, uh, I'm grateful to say that I'm not six feet under. I'm here today, and and for the last uh, 
almost 40 years now, I've been able to talk about Christ and, and do the, you know, be as faithful as I can be to the commission of letting the world know that Jesus Christ is Lord and has a plan for their lives and never gives up on them. And uh, I just, uh, I'm, I'm very grateful. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. <laughs> and I'm thankful for my wife and the fact that I'm still here. Amen. John Schlitt, our guest on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Part of that childhood you're talking about, I know you had an interest in music and you got into music. I guess you were in college, had studied civil engineering, but we're also doing music. And did it ever occur to you at one point that, you know what, I'm, I'm kind of just going to complete my degree, but I really want to go the music direction? Or, or did you think you might do civil engineering? No, I, I, I thought both. I thought when I graduate from, from college, I'm going to go be that rock star I want to be for, you know, for two or three years. And when it when it's over, then I will have a degree and I will be an engineer as my mom and dad wanted me to be. And and I was okay with that. It was like uh, music music was always a love of mine uh, from the time I was, you know, from the time I took up a guitar and learned learned the three chords that I could play. You know, yeah. And uh, but but I knew my parents wanted me to graduate, have a de- get a degree, and that was all, all they really asked of me. So I actually had to quit the band twice uh, because uh, I actually started with it when, when between my freshman and sophomore year in college, and it exploded. And I was my my sophomore year in college I almost flunked out of school twice uh, because we were traveling everywhere. You know, we were playing all over the a, a three state area, mm. and I tr- I'd go play and then drive all night to come back to an eight o'clock class and miss it anyway. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. So finally, the after the second uh, semester of my sophomore year, I just said, okay, guys, I quit once uh, at the end of the first semester. I'm quitting this time and it's for good. I can't be part of the band until I graduate. And they their, their comment was, you know, we're going to be big by that time. And they really had the makings of it. I said, yeah, you probably will, but this is something I have to do. Hmm. But it just so happened that um, they were, um, you know, they went through about 26 different people. And by the time I graduated, they were ready for me. <laughs> and, it, you know, it was the beginning of a, of a fantastic time for a while. I mean, we, I went in with, we, we all went in with, with good intentions. But as we got more successful in a world without Christ, I got gobbled up. I really did. And, uh, and I was just a small town kid who wanted to play good music and, and have fun and have people have fun in the audience. And, uh, but backstage, it was a different ball game. And there were some that made, that made really good choices, but I wasn't one of them. Mm. And, uh, I got hooked on cocaine and, and, uh, uh, a lot of booze, a lot of drinking and became pretty much a, a I would call, I would say, in a roundabout way, a cocaine and booze vegetable. I just, the only thing that mattered to me was how much Coke did I have and, and was there enough beer or, or vodka to keep me going. And, uh, and when the band fired me because I was the worst in the band, now that, that's saying something. You get fired by a band because you're too, too much of a drug addict or too much of a boozer, yeah. uh, that means you are really bad. Uh, so uh, left the band and... My excuse was I was going to start another band, and that excuse for six months was just to stay either drunk or high 24 hours a day. And at the end of that six-month period, which is the same six-month period, my, my wife became a Christian. Mm. 
Wow. I decided, a little boy says to me, you know, John, you're worth more dead than alive. I sat in my chair and says, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take pills, and I'm going to make it as harm, as quick and painless as I can, uh, as, uh, as the least messy it can be for my kids. Hmm. And the, it's the best thing I could do for my family. And that, you know, that kind of voice, you know it's not Christ. Right. Yeah, and we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back and, and hear more with uh, John Schlitt, the uh, former lead singer of Petra. He's got a number of solo albums out, and continue hearing his story and testimony. And... Uh, Looking forward to hearing the rest of this. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM 560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks so much for doing so. Very privileged to have John Schlitt, the lead singer of Petra from the mid-80s to the mid-00s on with us, uh, sharing his testimony. He's got a lot of solo records out as well, and just a, a privilege to have John on sharing about your testimony. And uh, right before the break, you were sharing the, uh, basically the, the lowest part of the of the uh, parabola here. So keep going. But at that same time as I'm sitting in my chair, my wife taps me on the shoulder and says, remember, you promised you'd come and talk to my pastor tonight. And I said, when I do that? She says, last night when you were really drunk. <laughs> and I said, Seriously, and I said, "All right, okay." And I went with the intention of I wanted her to remember I tried, hmm. because I had no intention of changing. I, like I said, I had already planned it. I, I had already sort of made up my mind. But I walked in with his pastor's house with an attitude and walked out with the Holy Spirit, and my life was changed from then on. Well, John Schlitt is our guest, uh, former lead singer of Petra, the band you're talking about that you went through all of those experiences with, head east. And you had a number mm-hmm. of albums out, and that success you talked about, which led to all those things you also referred to, the struggles with cocaine and, and alcohol, and then, but God got a hold of you. And it's funny as you say that, I'm laughing because I've heard, you know, you're not the first person I've heard who went to prove God kind of wrong, like, okay, I'll go do this, you'll see, okay, and then I'll move on. <laughs> and then God gets yeah. you before you can escape that. You're like, whoa, face to face. So Yeah, I'll tell you, yeah, it's so amazing. Don't ever don't you ever try to outguess God because it, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> you, <laughs> you mentioned earlier, uh at actually at the beginning of our little chat here, uh when you joined Petra in uh, nineteen eighty six as and, and were on that first album, uh, you know, with the song Thankful Heart, Back to the Street and other songs. Um I was thinking about this because I actually it's a little bit of a parallel. I'm thinking, you know, there are other bands, not a lot of them, but there are bands that have had some pretty major Changes. I'm th- the one that comes to mind is Van Halen. You know, with Absolutely. with uh, you know David Lee Roth and then Eddie Van or uh, then uh, Sammy Hagar, and how both of those iterations of Van Halen had long runs. And uh, yep. and I'm and this is very kind of off to the side. I'm now here replacing a gentleman named Mark Daniels who was on this radio station for 24 years, and uh, we're good friends. And I used to work here years ago when you were on the air with me on our sister station WZZD. So I'm not trying to replace Mark, but it crossed my mind. Like I'm coming into an, I'm personally I'm coming into a talk show era where Mark had a show and he was very real. And I told myself early on I'm not trying to replace Mark. I just got to be who I am. Uh, but when you came on board with Petra, how how was your early footing with that? And did you have to did you concern yourself much with you know the previously singer Greg Voles and and how things would go forward, or just kind of like I'm not going to worry about that. I'm just going to you know. No, listen. With my track record with with Head East, I learned a lot. I, I became a professional in the secular world as far as uh, as my capacity or my my ability to be a lead singer. Yeah. 
And when I realized that most of the writing was done by someone, someone else besides Greg, I looked at my wife and said, this is going to work. Um, hmm. Because, I think, think about it, I, I, when, I became, when I got saved, I went into the word heavy-duty. Yeah. It was like a five-year cram. That's how, that's how long it was before, uh, after I left Head East and before I joined Petra. Okay. And for some reason, I really sincerely had like a five-year cram of the word. But then before that, there were seven years of, of learning the trade of being a lead singer. So as I was looking at that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. And one day I was sitting there going, before I ever, before I ever sang a note with Tetra, I looked back and oh my gosh, what a plan. I mean, God had designed me to be what Petra needed. And so I had no doubts at all about this was this was the next you know next plan for Petra because mm. by this time I'm a big Petra fan I'm already a big Petra fan I I thought Greg was an amazing singer I thought the band was absolutely what a rock band should be and I was great, regretful that I hadn't found this before I you know had gotten part of 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 Head East but the truth is that was God's plan you know so when I started singing with Petra oh I guarantee you it was prove yourself. You know, there's a lot of very faithful fans of Petra, and nobody's going, oh, you... this was before the first album came out. Yeah. And so I walked on stage, and I could see the Doubting Thomases all over, mm. and there were a lot of them. And so, uh, but I had no, you know, it, there was no problem for me. I just knew it was going to happen. I knew uh, it was God's plan, and I just went out and did my thing, and uh, as time went on, people were going, yeah, this guy is for real. And then when the record started coming out with me on it, uh, uh, and we went that new direction, was, 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 which was Bob's desire. I mean, the band's desire was to go more rock. And so that was, that was my cup of tea anyway. So yes. uh, it just worked. It was, it was absolutely what was supposed to happen. I never had a doubt uh, in my mind about it. Now, I will say that the first six months of getting back you know, my, my, uh, uh, how, how to Sea legs, uh, vocally? My, my voice back, my getting back in shape and yeah. relearning how, how a singer, you know, keeps his voice in shape every night. Uh, I got so excited about it. I blow my throat out after the, the three songs and the band's going, what's going on? <laughs> it was great in rehearsal. He sounds terrible. They were very gracious in standing with me and letting me, you know, relearn my trade. Um, and after that, it was, it was, uh, uh, you know, all, all guns blasting. It was very cool. That's great. John Schlitt, our guest, uh, lead singer of Petra f uh, from the mid eighties to mid two thousands. And, uh, you know, as you were talking there, there was one thing, um, at that timeline part from the time where you, you, know, you were, uh, out of the band in uh, 1980 with Head East, and then before you started with Petra in '86, that window did, when when Head East wrapped up, and and in the first couple years of the '80s, were you even thinking about music, or was more like I just got to get my feet under me in life, and maybe I'll do oh, something absolutely. else for a living? No. And no, absolutely, I figured I was done. I, I figured I was done, and it was God's plan for me to be the the husband and the father that. I hadn't been that much of before. Mm. Uh, really, in fact, I think the first thing God ever said to me after I became, a, you know, that night, in fact, I was looking down at my daughter, who was five years old at the time, she's, and he said, you know those treasures you were trying to trying to get in, in the uh, secular world? Well, here they are. I've been keeping them for you. Now it's your turn. You know, I was, it was like, oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> Thank you, Lord, because wow. you know through those very tumultuous uh, years of, I was still ma- happily married, and had two gorgeous kids, and, but I was not a good person. You know, I mm. was a, a a rocker, and mm. and I just uh, I, I just look back at it now, and, and seriously, I think God said, "Okay, it's time to you you know." put on the dad and the husband shoes and start walking the walk. And uh, so I just figured music's over. It's time to be the engineer I'm supposed to be and provide for my family. And so it was absolutely out of the blue when Bob called me and said, would you consider singing for Petra? Do you know how he even had gotten a hold of, you know, was he aware of you just from being in Head East or other friends or friends? Well, it's, it's a funny, long story. I'll try to make it as short as possible. Okay. Take your time. When I was, uh, you know, when I left music, it still didn't leave me. And every time I was in uh, at church, there might be someone who was into music, and they go, oh, my gosh, could you sing? Could, we've got a band. We've got a Christian band. Would you be our singer? <laughs> and my wife would go, it's not God. No, it's not God. So I would... I would say no, but there's one guy who was persistent, and he he had a band. It was a good band, uh, but they didn't have a singer, and they had they were doing an album in somebody's uh, <laughs> living room, and they said, "John, uh, we, we can pay you like ten dollars a song. Um, could you come <laughs> after after work? Come over and just sing a song a night." I'm going. I haven't been in a studio for a long time. What is this like? Okay, you know what? I will. And I figured nothing would ever come of it. And so I thought, you know, it'd be fun to do some singing again. All right, yeah. As long as I'm not part of the band, I'll go after work and I'll I'll go do it. And, and uh, thought it would never do And boy, this guy was a go-getter. And he put this CD together. Actually, it was a tape. And he sent it to every... I mean, he said it all over the country to every critic, every... So all of a sudden, everybody knew where I had disappeared from, you know? Mm. And so a, a mutual friend, a, a guy who was was a, a, a musical critic, but a very good friend of Bob's, um, one day he was talking to Bob, and, and he said, man, but I'm, I'm sorry that Greg's leaving, you know, it's a, that's tough. Is there anything I can do? He says, yeah, find me a singer. And he had this tape in his hand going, well, you know, John Schlitt of Head East, he's a Christian. And Bob goes, I know, I know. But he disappeared, which I did. Yeah. He says, well, I've got this tape here of him singing, and um, it's got a phone number on it. Tried the number. It was disconnected. But it sparked an interest in Bob. And Bob, when he gets an interest, he doesn't give up. And he started going through all the different uh, uh, zones, phone zones, or yeah. whatever you want to call area it. Area codes, right. Area, area codes, area yeah. codes in Illinois, because he knew that's where I was, had, had lived, which is funny. I, at that time, I wasn't in Illinois, but my brother was. And he found, he found my brother, who was, his name was also on the, on the Flat as a Pancake uh, uh, CD, uh, as one of our crew. Got a hold of Jeff and said, hey, I'm Bob Hartman, I'm in a band called Petra, and I'd like to get a hold of your, your brother. And he goes, oh, he's not doing that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not singing anymore. And Bob goes, well, you know, I understand that. Could, 
could you just give him my number, and if he's interested, could you have him call me? And so Jeff, okay, I can do that. Um, so he calls me and says, this is a guy named Bob Hardman who wants to talk to you. I said, Bob Hardman? Uh, Pedro? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's the guy. I said, okay. <laughs> and at the time, I thought maybe Greg's voice had gone out and, and they needed somebody to finish the background vocals. So I don't know. It was like yeah. there's no possible way what he finally asked would ever happen. So I said, I, I called Bob and I said, at, at first I said, this isn't Bob, this is some guy, you know, and yeah. I just hung up on him. And I finally, and he said, no, this is Bob Hartman of Petra. And uh, um, I'm, I, he says, are you still a Christian? I said, I'm a heavy duty Christian. Hmm. He goes, um, well, you know, we, Greg, Greg is parting from, I'm going, you can, I can't, oh, you, I can't even believe. Yeah. And he asked me, would you consider being lead singer for Petra? And I said, oh, yeah, let's do it. He goes, well, don't you think you should pray about it? I go, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, uh, because of other circumstances, I knew, ex- I knew it was exactly what I was supposed to do. Again, there was never a doubt in my mind about being the lead singer for Petra. God, God had conditioned me and taken, had, had warned me in advance uh, through, through some uh, folks that, that gave me, um, you know, said this, I think God is telling me to tell you this. And, and so it was, uh, yeah. I was more sure than the band was, and they were pretty excited. So that's well, all I can say. Great to have John Schlitt on the program, lead singer of Petra, one of the most well-known bands in Christian music history. He was the lead singer from 1986 to 2005, has done some solo work. We're going to chat a little bit about the current day as well, move along through, and we still have some time here with John, gracious enough to spend the afternoon with us. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. It's 439 AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thanks for doing so. Speaking of the big game and the whole sports thing, you have the uh, Flyers tonight at Boston, 7 o'clock, and the uh, Sixers on the West Coast taking on the Golden State Warriors. Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and uh, all those guys. Clay Thompson should be a good game. Uh, Forecast-wise, down to 10 tonight. Then tomorrow, kind of cloudy. A little warmer in the 20s. Supposed to get near 40, though, on Saturday and in the 40s on Sunday. So we're gradually making our way up the thermometer. We are uh, continuing our conversation. Very privileged to have John Schlitt with us. He is the lead singer, uh, has been at least in the past, for Petra. They've concluded their run, so to speak, but for 20 years. And uh, hearing John's testimony and... uh, and the path that the Lord has brought you on in all these years. It's so funny to hear you describe that path of how great, uh, how uh, uh, Bob Hartman you know, got in contact with you, thinking, you know, you and I even having this conversation through Facebook takes a couple of days, check your messages, yeah, give me a call. <laughs> you know, the, the world's changed so much, right? But yeah, um, it was. Yeah, go ahead. And it was what funny, Tim. I normally don't check my messages. I have a. Uh, I have a, a person, a volunteer, who does that for me. Yeah. 
and uh, her name is Sue. I think you uh, she contacted you. Yep. It's so funny. I she usually does that, and I was just for some reason checking my messages, and I saw you, I saw <laughs> your your email or your message. I'm going, oh, that's cool. And I called you, buddy. I, yeah. that, I want you to know that never happened. So. I think this interview was supposed to happen. Amen. Amen. Well, and, and as you're describing that whole path and the cassettes getting pushed out, one quick parenthesis, clarify if you would, the, the guy who was pushing those, uh, those you know, demos out all over the place, he was doing that for the band, not for you, right? I mean, he was, exactly. You are a benef- exactly. benefactor of that. Okay. But you mentioned yep. all yep. over Chicago, all over Illinois, I should say, um, you know, you were born there and, and grew up there. I'm just on a side note. We're curious if you've been in touch with folks back there. I mean, how how I have cousins in Chicago and in your Northbrook and with uh, the cold, where everybody's talking about how bitter cold it is. Do you, do you talk to people back home at all, or uh, you still have family uh, back there? I have I have family in um, my hometown, which is Mount Pulaski, Illinois. Yeah. And I have a brother who's still there. I had I had two. One one passed away this last year. Mm, sorry to hear um, that. No, thank you. Um, but he's there. Uh, my mom and dad are gone. Uh, you know, they're, they're with the Lord, uh, as my brother is too. Uh, but I have one brother left, Jeff, the, actually the one that, that Bob got a hold of is still living there. Okay. Um, I have, of course, I have a lot of friends in Illinois. My gosh, uh, that's where I grew up. That's where I pretty much functioned. And, uh, it's like 50 below I, there or something right now. I'm hearing these, these stories of frostbite inst- almost instantaneously. Uh, you know, I'm curious how that. I know it's cold here in Philly. Uh, and you're in Franklin, is that right? Or Nashville? Or, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it, what, what's, what's it like for you today? Is it in the 20s or it's a little warmer? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's really cold. It's almost uh, it's below freezing. I mean, for us, yeah. that's like, that's like uh, <laughs> close the schools down. You know, the, <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we look at uh, uh, the Twin Cities and Chicago and Philly, too, man. Uh, yeah. You guys are in the real cold zone. I mean, you guys, you know what it's like to walk outside and go, dang, this is cold. Yeah, you're not kidding. You're not kidding. John Schlitt, uh, lead singer of Petra for many years and a number of solo albums. Uh, some of the other albums folks would certainly remember beyond the uh, the first one, Back to the Street. Uh, you had This Means War and On Fire, uh, Petra Praise, The Rock Cries Out, Beyond Belief, another dozen or so after that as well. Um, and then he had solo albums, like I think half, like four or five, six of those. Uh, so there's a lot of. There's, whoops, I just banged my microphone. There's a there's a lot of material. Um, is there one best place for people to go through to find your solo work and other things that you're working on too? Uh, yeah, it, uh, it's they're on uh, iTunes. Okay. Or go to what's called Schlitz Shop. Okay. Uh, with the, or go to johnwschlitz.com. Okay. And and uh, I've got a. Uh, a store called the Slitch Shop. It's a, it's a tongue twister, but yeah. uh, uh, it's got uh, pretty much all my inventory there, all my solo inventory. Yeah. Now, as far as Petra stuff, uh, I'll be honest. I don't know. Uh, I used to be uh, PetraMerch.com or something like that. You almost have to Google that. Okay. Because when I when I left Petra, that was Bob's that was Bob's baby. Yeah. And um, he's in charge of that, and I never wanted to get in the way of that because. Always appreciate Bob. Bob was the one who called me and said, "Here, I want to give you this opportunity." He didn't say it that way, but that's how I've always seen it. So, sure, whatever. I, I just always want to make sure that he was able to uh, uh, benefit from the 
the pitcher of the past, the pitcher of the present, the pitcher of the future. Yeah, it's, it's his it's his ball game. Well, and a couple of things that are interesting, folks will know um, in in just as present day, the band, the Union of Sinners and Saints, with former Whiteheart uh, Whiteheart guitarist Billy Smiley. And uh, uh-huh. and also the Jay Seculo thing that you've been doing because we air that program uh, Jay Seculo Live. I think it's twelve thirty every day on WFIL. Maybe you could talk about those two uh, avenues for music that you're doing. I would love to. I'm proud of both of them. Billy and I put something together. Oh my gosh, three or four years ago. I, listen, for me, time runs way too fast anymore. So mm. what seems like yesterday probably was about two or three years ago. Uh, and we uh, just got together and did some writing, which was. Uh, Actually, very unusual. We saw each other one time at a at a uh, an event, and Billy said, "You know, we need to get together." And that's like in here in Nashville. That's like saying, "Hi, how you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, never thought I'd hear from him again. He called. Uh, we realized that we could write well together, and uh, ended up doing a, a, a CD called "The Union of Sinners and Saints," and it's it went out and sort of just didn't uh, because because we're not. <laughs> because we're not 22 anymore, uh, we don't we don't seem to fit in the in the Christian music industry, and I'm okay with that because yeah. I don't I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I think we we're to be where we're supposed to be. Amen. Uh, but because of it, you don't you don't don't hear from us that much on the main in the mainstream. So. Um, it's kept us busy, not anywhere as busy as we'd like to be, but because we have all these other avenues, uh, it's nice to be part of it. We, we work together and stuff. We go out and, and we're doing a, what we call a, um, living room tour okay. coming up this year, which is very fascinating to me. I'd, normally I wouldn't have done that, but man, I feel like it's time to go one on one. And as I said before, the, the the whole purpose of our existence here on Earth is still to spread the word. And I've always been conditioned to do it in front of, you know, a, a thousand to ten thousand people. And all of a sudden God goes, no, John, you've done that. It's time for a new thing. And uh, so uh, when Billy mentioned and I'm going, you know what, that's cool. Let's do that. And so we're opening ourselves up for a totally new uh, way of of ministering through music, and so um, that's exciting. That's exciting. You know, we're we're just getting things started there, and um, and really, it means if there's someone that can feels like uh, they could do a living room type of thing or a small hall or something, we come in, Billy and I, and a, a man named Jason Fowler, yeah, which is part of the Union of Citizens Saints. We go in and. Uh, do an acoustic set uh, that's rocking, believe it or not. It's rocking and in, in, uh, uh, intimate at the same time. And we tell a lot of stories on why these songs were created and what we believe. And it's, it's fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. John Schlitt, lead singer of Petra in the uh, 80s, 90s, and 00s. And some solo work and some new music as well. And we'll come back and wrap up our chat with John. Just a couple moments here on Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 450 AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Continue our chat. Wanted to get back with John Schlitt, the other connection you have, a program we have on WFIL every day, 1230, Jay Seculo Live. How'd you meet Jay? You're in a band with him. Jay is a great musician, a good a good drummer, has learned to play guitar now and plays 
good guitar. He, well, isn't it typical? Yeah. A lawyer in his status, of course he's good at everything he does, you know? <laughs> but praise God, he can't sing. That's all I can <laughs> it gives you a gig. I, there you go. I have job security. He, he cannot sing. He had a band way back when, and he loved Head East. He loved Flat as a Pancake, the first album. He loved Never Been a Region, which was our, our classic hit. And I was in Nashville, and his son, uh, Logan, had a, had a, a basketball team, a, a, like a double, double A basketball team that, you know, uh, and they needed someone to sing the national anthem at one of their games. And, and contacted my publicist. So they contact me and said, John, I know you like to sing National Anthem. Yeah, that's true. Sure there have, there's a game like five minutes away from your house. They need somebody to sing National Anthem. I said, oh, love to. Uh, this is the son of, of Jay Sekulow. I hate to say it at the time. I had no idea who Jay Sekulow was. Okay, yeah. I, 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 it, it, I, I'm, a, I'm an introvert when I go home. I don't see, I don't talk to anybody. Don't So... It was one of those things. So I said, well, that's cool, good, uh, and so what? So I went to the game, and and my post says, yeah, Jane's going to be there. I go, oh, cool, okay, great. Uh, but we sat down and started talking, and I started, through the conversation, I realized what he did. I was like, oh, I like this man. Oh, my gosh. A, a lawyer who's the who has an organization that counteracts ACL, ACLU, Oh, I love this man. And so we really hit it off quick. He wanted me on his radio show, then his TV show. And I thought that's probably going to be it. And, and now, we've, now we're friends. It's cool. If there's anything I can ever do to help him, that'd be great. Uh, but I figured I'd probably disappear out of, his, out of his bucket list, and that'd be it, you know? Yeah. And, but then he called me and says, John we got a bunch of musicians in our, in our organization and we jam at night or, you know, every <laughs> once in a while, yeah. but we don't have a singer. And I said, Jay, I don't jam. I, I'm just a singer. I don't play instruments. He says, yeah, but you're a singer. I says, yeah, but I don't know any of the words in these other songs. He's we got the words. I said, okay. All right. <laughs> you know, it's like, Jay, you're an amazing man. Okay. If that's how I can help you, that's cool. And I did it sort of grudgingly because I I wasn't a jammer, you know. And went over there. And we started jamming. It got to be a lot of fun. It was fun to hang out with this this man who's changing the world. Uh, you know, God's yeah. using in amazing ways. And it just and everyone else in the in his office was not too shabby either. There were some good musicians, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, we're almost out of time, John. I wanted to. Um... I always like to ask this, uh, especially you've been gracious enough to give us time and just want to take a second and say uh, all these things being said, and, and I'm glad we have a podcast, by the way, for those just tuning in, chatting with John Schlitt, lead singer of Petra from uh, 86 to 05, and uh, has uh, great testimony, shared some of that earlier in the hour. Uh, you can go to WFIL.com, usually within an hour after the show. We have the podcast up there right in our homepage. Uh, just click the pod, the um, podcast tab. I think it's the third from the left. Drop-down menu has Tim DeMoss show, and you can go for it and, uh, and go through that. So anyway, but um, so do that if you would like to. It's a privilege, again, to have John on. Been, uh, Petra, considering they're one of the top bands in Christian music history, and John played a large role in that and still going strong with other projects and bands. Um, but all that said, John, how can people pray for you uh, moving forward? Oh boy! Um, 
you know what? Pray for my family. Just, just always want, just pray for my family and myself, and that we, that the choices we make please God, and 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 that uh, as the battles come, uh, not only for my family but for for uh, everything we're involved with. I just, I just wanted to do that. I wanted to do God's will. I want to please Him every day, and just, just pray that that uh, I'm able to hear that, see it, and function in that in the in those ways. That's fantastic. Thank you, John. We will do that for you, and uh, hopefully we'll get to catch up with you again maybe later in the year and see how that the uh, the uh, the music's going and the, the tour you're talking about, putting together some of those things as God allows those things to come together. So, and, uh, Perfect. And, yeah, yeah. Wonderful. Tim, it's always great to talk to you, buddy. You too. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, I will, buddy. <laughs> and, and, and congratulations on your new, uh, your new standing there. Thank you. I appreciate okay. it. Uh-huh. Have a great day. All right, John Schlitt, the uh, lead singer of Petra. Man, time flies right by there. Could easily have John on. Well, good. Any we can have him on again, uh, Lord willing, come up in the next few months. And uh, it's been neat to reconnect with some of these artists. If you're you just joined the program or the station, maybe you're new to WFIL. Uh, just I have a, a long history in in uh, Philadelphia and a lot of Christian radio background. And with some of these artists, but not for a long time, uh, more in the music radio side of things. And in any case, coming back to uh, Philly and WFIL in particular and with this program in the afternoon, it's allowing the opportunity to slowly but surely reconnect with some of those folks and allow them to tell their stories. John had an incredible story. I really encourage you to listen to the podcast if you did not and hear what God did in his life. I mean, he, he got out of college and he was in a very successful band and Yet he said he basically became so into cocaine and booze that the band kicked him out after five albums and I think there were six. And uh, it was that bad. And uh, God got a hold of him. And uh, his wife had become a believer six months prior. And then he kind of thought he was done with music. And then the Lord brought him back in a very roundabout way. That story he told in the middle there of our, our time together about how the, the the founder of Petra, Bob Hartman, found John to become the, their new lead singer, the, the original lead singer, Greg Bowles, left to do a solo work. But that just that whole story of how John even got connected to Bob Hartman to be invited to try out uh, is crazy. You I don't know. One of the disadvantages I think of social media is you kind of have the world at your fingertips and the internet that can be good, but it can also be bad if you're too self, you know, if you're reliant, self-reliant really with it. Like I don't need God. I can find my own way. I can build my own little kingdom, uh, whatever it might be. And the story that, that uh, John told there was clearly like you know, God really strung that all together. And uh, anyway, catch the podcast at WFIL.com. There's a lot more in there, including some of the new work that John is doing. Uh, Top Bar, again, has the podcast tab, and you can drop down the Tim DeMoss show. There are other podcasts on our site for many of the wonderful ministries on WFIL. Feel free to help yourself to that info. And while you're there, don't forget today's the last day for the Ministry of the Month for January being Love Worth Finding with Adrian Rogers. There's a free download for anybody who wants it. We also have some contesting we're doing with Love Worth Finding, which you can catch weekday mornings at 6. There's that big game contest as well. You win $50,000. And I ain't kidding. 
Check that out and many other good resources at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in. I'll turn things over to Jim Maxim, Acts 413 Ministries. He'll lead him pro next right here on WFIL. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.